Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hi, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. So glad you tuned in tonight. Tonight, I want to talk to you some more about last week. I mentioned spiritual warfare being battle ready. Well, tonight I want to talk to you about being armed and dangerous. <laughs> that's what we're to be. You know, we're living in a, in a terrible world, a, a world that's in a mess. And you think, well, is it going to change? Yeah, when Jesus comes again. And uh, it's been a mess ever since Adam and Eve in the garden. And uh, there is no quick fix. Uh, just to be honest with you, there's no quick fix. But every generation, God has had an army. And we're part of that army. But we're not to have just a little dab of do, uh, do you know, just a little bit of God. Uh, go to church and put that on our little spoke of our wheel. No, we're to be battle ready. We're to be armed and dangerous. And uh, to be serious about our relationship with the Lord. That's where we're to be tonight. And uh, serving, be strong and be serving in, in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. So I want to read to you uh, Ephesians 6.10, starting with Ephesians 6.10. He said, Paul's writing, to, and he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now, what he's, he's talking about, we need to be strong in the Lord today. Listen, we're no match for the enemy. We're no match for the devil without the strength of, of, of Almighty God. And so he tells us, be ready. Be ready to stand in that evil day. What is the evil day? We're living in the evil day. I want you to know. Amen. We're living in a day that's uh, perilous times are here. Listen, evil day means uh, refers to day. The, the days are evil. Over in Ephesians 5, 16 or 15, it says, walk circumspectly. In other words, cautiously, redeeming the time for the days are evil. So we must stand in our time. This is our time to stand. Days, uh, generations gone by, they've already made their uh, stand, but now it's up to us. We're not to back down and quit and, and give in, and uh, we're to withstand the enemy in this day. Now, over in Romans 13, 12, it says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The armor of light. Let us put God's armor on. Number one, we gotta know who our enemy is. How many of you know there, there is an enemy? <laughs> His name is Satan, and he has a lot of cohorts that, uh, uh, that are working with him. Because the Bible says, and, and what does Jesus say? The thief comes, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's what? Out to kill your family, out to kill your life, kill your uh, livelihood, kill your... Listen, he's out to kill everyone. And so he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. But you must know there is an enemy. If you know, you know, many people who call themselves Christians deny, the, deny that there is a heaven. Or they don't deny the heaven, but they deny, deny a hell. They deny there's an adversary called the devil. But the Bible was clear about it all the way through. 
We have an adversary, and it's Satan. Now listen, over in 1 Peter 5, 8, I read this last week, I wanna read it again. We have to know that there is an enemy after us, but thank God we have the power of God to resist him. It says, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, uh, be on point. Don't be just sitting back, letting the, the life go by just as it goes. You know, listen, it'll go fast enough as it is, but we're to take our place. Stand our, stand our ground in this day and this hour. It says, be vigilant because your adversary, here it is, the devil, as a roaring lion. Now, we, what we talk about a roaring lion, when he said a roaring lion, he's doing the same old things he did in the garden. He's the master deceiver. He's, he's roaring and telling you, you can't make it. You, you're no, not gonna be any able to go on with life, that he's greater than, than God himself. He's a roaring lion. His teeth have been pulled. Jesus pulled his teeth on the cross when he rose again, amen? But he walks about seeking whom he may devour. Listen, doesn't mean we can, he can devour us. Do you know that? He, he, he doesn't have to the ability to devour us if we don't let him. But without God's armor, he can. But it says, goes on to resist him. Resist him. We're to resist him. Now, we must realize our enemy is defeated. How many of you know we're, try, we're trying to defeat the devil when he's already been defeated? We're to stand our ground though. And over in Ephesians chapter one, Jesus defeated him on the cross. But listen to what it says. In chapter one, uh, Paul writes, and he, we read this as a prayer many times, but I want to read verse 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the workings of his mighty power, that which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at it right hand in heavenly places, far above, what? All principality and power and might. That's the same thing Paul was talking about in Ephesians uh, 6 over there. Uh, and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all listen if if, G, if satan is under jesus's feet he's under our feet because we're the body Amen. We have to know that he's been defeated. We're not to we're not to get all uptight about. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going? We're going to get in this word, my friend. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But we're going to have to stand strong in the evil day. And how do we do that? We put on the armor of God. Now, if he's already been defeated, why are we striving to, uh, so hard in the battle? Uh, Christ should uh, the church should demonstrate his victory. Over in James 4, 7, it says, submit to God. If we're going to have victory over the enemy, we have to submit to God. Amen? And then we can resist the devil and he will flee. Now I want to go on and read verse 14 tonight. We're going to get into a little bit more what the armor is. Talk about it a little bit. It says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then it goes on saying pray, and we'll read that in a moment. But in verse 14, the belt of truth. We got to put on this belt of truth. Now, when Paul was writing this, he, was, he was, had many times had seen uh, Roman soldiers, 
and their battle armor, which was on. So he says, put on the belt of truth, that belt that goes around his waist. What is the truth? <laughs> the believer is to put on Christ. Christ is the truth. Amen. It says in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. I'm the truth. <laughs> the truth. The word of God is truth. In John 17, 17, it says, uh, high priest of prayer is praying there. And he says, sanctify them through your, thy word. Thy word is truth. So we have to know Jesus is the truth. He was, he was the word of God made flesh, came to this earth, made flesh, and walked among us. But he is the truth. And his word is true. Amen? So we have to know that. So we have to know that uh, without the word, the truth, you know, uh, he, Jesus also told him in, in John 8, 31 and 32, he said, if you continue in my words, you're my disciples, my disciplined ones indeed, and you shall what? Know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How much we need to have truth today. There's so much deception, so much uh, lying and, and, and uh, uh, evil deception going around. The truth will set people free. You know, throughout our, uh, uh, the day in the, in the media, and, and uh, so much of the media it doesn't tell the truth. They bring lies, and they, but we, we have the truth. Right here in this Bible is the truth. God put our, put, I would say tonight, put your heart and your mind stayed upon the truth of God. Put it in this word. Don't be looking to the right or to the left. Look at his word because there's where victory comes from is in his word. And then you put on the breastplate of righteousness. And what is that? Well, it, it covers that. It was looking the breastplate covered the body of a soldier. It went down to, from his, from his neck down to his thighs. Amen. And it protected what? The heart. How many of you know we need our heart protected? Because our heart can go left or right. It can go wishy-washy. It can be it can be uh, timid, it can be all sorts of different things, but we put on that breastplate of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 2.51 says, For he has made him to know who knew no sin, no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become, what? The righteousness of, of God in him. Amen. In Christ. Amen. We're not, we're not righteous in ourselves. We're righteous in Christ. So we put on that breastplate of righteousness. Listen, there are many of you don't feel like you're worthy. If you've accepted Christ, you become, have become worthy because you have, the, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ himself. That's what you need to know. We need to know these things. We need to know that we, he made us that righteous in himself. Because see, that will take you from a place of, of uh, defeat into the place of victory. It'll put you in not on, down here on earth. It'll get you in a place where you're looking at things from his perspective. Amen? Righteousness keeps the heart from being wounded and losing its focus. How many of you know we can lose our focus today? We can lose what, what we're here for. We're not here just to go around once in life and grab everything we can. We're here for a purpose. God has put us here for the, such a time as this to be uh, 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 a strong army for the Lord. What? An army that's not only occupying, but getting out the word of God that others might be <laughs> enlisted into the army or drafted into the army. Amen? Amen. Then it goes on to say, having your uh, feet shod or shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The sandals of the gospel, that would be their feet. They had sandals on and they, they were the type that they were ready. 
They were ready to go. It's a sign of readiness to march to do battle. Amen? That's our place. We're to put those, those sandals on. Everywhere we go, every place we're at, we need to be battle ready. We need to have our, uh, the preparation of the gospel and, and be speaking that word over people and where Christians, you know, where we're at, that we might share the gospel. They were ready. They weren't sitting back and getting, <laughs> you know, they were always ready. They were always training. That's, that's the way our armed services are today, especially the, the ones that, uh, that do hand-to-hand -hand combat or, or go into the fields and shoot uh, weapons and, and so forth. They have to be ready. That's why they train all the time. Amen. You can't be sitting back. We as Christians, well, we just can't be sitting back and letting one day roll after another with no purpose and no no direction in our life. If we do that, it'll be gone before we know it, and our time will be lost. We don't want that. So we 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 get ready. Acts chapter one. He said, "But you shall receive power." What is that power? I believe when we put on this battle-ready armor, <laughs> we're receiving that power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria, and right here in St. Joe and Champaign County and Vermilion County, all, wherever we go. If you happen to take a vacation, guess what? You're to be a witness right there. You, you have to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel so you can go tell people about the good news. Every day we ought to get up and say, Lord, let me have opportunities today and don't let me miss them in Jesus' name. And if you do, repent and just say, forgive me and go on, amen? But it says, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, amen. Then it tells about taking the shield of faith, the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts. That was an oblong uh, shield that went from not only, it went all the way down to their feet just about, one of those real long shields. Why? Because the fiery darts, the enemy would fire uh, arrows at them with these fiery darts. Well, how many of you know the devil fires stuff at us all the time? Satan fires fiery darts. Fiery darts of the wicked, it says. It's attacked on what? Usually our mind, isn't it? <laughs> Usually on our mind. The things that come cause a believer to question so many things. You ever been around somebody? I, I, re I remember some older people at the times that have been Christians for years would get in their mind, I don't even know if I'm saved. Well, who, who does that? Well, that's a fiery dart, my friend. But you know, they were, you know, that, they were saved, but they, didn't, they had forgotten about it. You need to remind yourself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and power. I go about doing good. I am the redeemed, amen, amen. But it also, Question, you'll be have questions about the call of God on your life or, or, or are you worthy? How I many of you know many, many Christians today have an unworthy spirit about them? We don't want that. We want to be, we're worthy only for a reason because Jesus paid the price that we could be. And doubt and under me, uh, unbelief. Sometimes it's a discouragement or despair or depression that comes on people. That's a fiery dart, my friends. Or the lose passion and desire to serve God. That's a fiery dart. So we're, we're to put that, that shield of faith up all the time. Speak to ourselves. I mean, you know, you need to speak to yourself tonight. Tell yourself who you are in Christ. I've told you this many times. That little book in him by Brother Hagin, one of the best little books you can find. It talks about who you are in Christ, not who you were as an old sinner, an old sinner saved by grace. No, I'm now the righteousness of God in Christ. 
I can do all things. I've been redeemed from the powers of darkness and, and translated into the power of his dear son. Amen? Amen. So we have to put that shield on to, uh, and complete and perfect trust in God. How many of you know trust and faith in God? I heard one time a man said, asked another, uh, uh, his brother Summerall was asked, uh, what is faith? And he said, just trust in God. How many of you know it's what we need to do as a Christians is trust God even when things don't go the way we think they ought to go? How many of you know God has more, <laughs> more ways of bringing things to pass than we ever thought of? And we, we think, well, it's got to be this way because this is the way we wished it to happen. Listen, we need to trust him right in the midst of all that goes on in our life. It says this, but thou, O Lord, this is Psalm 3, 3, O Lord, are a shield for me. He's our shield my glory and the lifter of my head. That's, that's what we're to realize. Put on, the, put on that, hold up that shield of faith. Put that up so the, the fiery darts of the enemy cannot affect you, cannot get to you, amen? Then we, the helmet of salvation. I mean, you know, there's a helmet. We need to put on a helmet of salvation. It covers and protects what? Helmets protect your head and your mind from all the uh, attacks of the enemy. Right now, we need to have that on more than ever because there's so many voices, there are so many things going on in our world, and it was an attack, our minds. I've talked to a number of people have trouble sleeping. I, at times, wake up in the middle of the night thinking about things that are going on in our world or in our, personally in our family or something like that, and you think, I shouldn't have to be going through this all the time. And that's why he says, put on that helmet of salvation. It protects the mind of the Christian soldier and reminds them of their salvation. Knowledge and hope, amen? Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, <laughs> whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusts in me, or in, in him. Amen? Where are you putting your trust tonight? That's what, you put that helmet of salvation on. You renew your mind. Uh, Joyce Meyer wrote a book a long time ago, and others have too, The Battlefield of the Mind. It's really where we where we live. We live and move in, in Christ Jesus, but we got to have our mind focused upon him. We got to have our, be battle ready. Amen? Amen. And then it says, the, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And a sword was a weapon used for both offense and defense. Amen? What did Jesus, how did he defeat the, uh, Satan in, in, out in the wilderness? It is written. The word of God, it is written. Here's what it says in Hebrews 4.12. You know these scriptures. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow. Listen, we need the word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We need to be sharp <laughs> with the word of God. Jesus defeated the enemy in the, in, in the wilderness with the word. It is written. Now, you know, when we go to pray or we go to talk, we ought to be talking what the word says. If the word, the word is already, got, if we've talked about the word is truth. Jesus says, my word is truth. Our word is truth. You know, God's word is truth. So what shall we be talking Let's don't get caught up in what all the world's talking about. Let's get caught up in what God says in his word because it's the one that's going to come to pass. Amen? Amen. 
Jesus used that word, we should too. Uh, the written word is the one weapon that assures victory for the Christian. How many of you know that? It assures victory. Victory is mine. That's an old song we used to say. Victory is mine. It is mine. Amen? So we should know that. But now he goes on to say, put on all of this armament. Amen? Now what's he say? He says, Paul says, praying always, verse 18, always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Listen, we're to arm ourselves with all of this and then go to prayer. Amen? Because that's really the spiritual warfare. That's where the battle is being waged. It says this in my comments, it's spiritual warfare. Prayer is not so much a weapon or even a part of the armor, but it's a means by which we engage in the battle itself and, and, and purpose for which we are armed. To put the armor of God is to prepare for battle. Prayer is the battle itself, with God's word being our chief weapon employed against Satan during our struggle. Got to know the word, got to put the armor on, arm yourself every day. It's like getting up and putting your clothes on to go out for your day, amen? You got to put the armor on to go out and face the wiles of the devil and be able to stand in this day. Now listen, it's not only about us. It's people are depending on us. They may not even know it. Our prayers are for others. Intercessions, it says praying for all the saints. Listen, supplications, perseverance, and supplication for all the saints. We're to pray for others. The Bible tells us pray one for another. Carry one another's burdens. That means help lift it off of others. Be there for somebody. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to leave one of, it was all about you and you had, you know, everything you wanted and, and uh, ever desired, but you didn't help anybody else? No, you want to be able to stand in the gap and, and say, God, raise these other people up. A, a legacy, when you're gone, they said, hey, I miss them because they prayed for me and they helped me come to the kingdom. They helped me, my marriage. They helped me get right with God. They did this, they did that. What? Wouldn't, isn't it amazing that so many people just think about themselves? We need to be thinking about others because Jesus was always thinking about others. That's why he went to the cross. Amen? Amen. But Paul says not only that, and we'll be talking more, I think, next week about prayer because this is where it comes to now. And Paul says... Praying for all the saints, of course, and then he says, and for me, this verse 19, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. What did Paul say? He didn't, like over in Acts chapter 4, they said, they didn't say, you know, make a life of ease for me. No, make a way that we can speak the word of God boldly with signs and wonders and miracles following those things. Amen? And Paul is saying, I need to speak the word of God boldly. Wherever I go, I'm, listen, I don't know if anybody was any high, uh, more highly oppressed uh, than, than Paul, wherever he went. Why? Because he was preaching in uh, the word of God. So listen, he said, I want to be able to speak it boldly, the mystery of the gospel, for I am an ambassador in change that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Listen, that's what we're to do. We're to arm ourselves. That's why we have prayer meetings. We're not just coming in here saying, uh, bless me and let my family and nobody else just. No, we come in here praying for the world and praying for the lost and praying for our church and praying for those that are hurting and that deliverance would come, that the word of God would change people's lives. Amen? 
That's what we're to do. That's what you're to do. And even if you can't make it to prayer meeting, even if you can't be in, in church at live uh, in person, you can pray and you can believe God and stand in the gap for lost and hurting, dying, uh, sighing uh, humanity. Amen? Amen. Well, we'll continue this a little bit more on this prayer next week, I believe. Or I may change my mind. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, who knows, right? Uh, anyway, but it's been good to be here tonight and talking about this. Arm yourself, my friends. You, have the, the, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You have the right to go to him and arm yourself with all the, all the, all the armament he's given us. Let's be armed and dangerous and not, not uh, shrinking back and be afraid and anxious in this day. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight as we uh, talked about the armor of God that we, each of us would put that armor on and begin to pray like never before. Stand in the gap like you called us to do. Be the, 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 uh, not only the occupying force, but be ready to be the, uh, uh, the force that goes forward in, in, in the battle in Jesus' name, seeing the differences being made. And I thank you for people, Lord, that it will, they will be reminded tonight who they are in Christ, who their responsibility is to Christ, and, and what can be done in his name. So we just thank you tonight. We always praise you and give you glory and honor. Let, let the praise arise. Let God arise in this day and this hour and let his enemies be scattered. Let us be part of the army of God that will be pleasing for you, Lord, in every way and bring glory to your name. We thank you for it tonight and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're watching this tonight and you're not born again, just, you know, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if that's you, call upon the Lord, get a Bible, start reading the Bible, and get your life right. Amen. For the rest of us, let's all get stirred up and fired up for we're living in a time, for our time, for, for, uh, for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.